Today's guest is Roger Savage from the UK, a return guest on the show, so be sure to listen to episode 31 as well to find out a bit more about Roger. So Roger is Ton Janssen's right-hand man who helps with all of his workshops, and many of you probably already use Ton Janssen's human chemistry method. It has also been called homeopathic detox therapy, and today Roger and myself will just be discussing a few more cases and uh, just how you can get in contact with Roger to find out more about signing up for Ton's courses. Roger has also started a Facebook group called Human Chemistry Homeopathy. So if you're a homeopath currently using this method and would like to be part of a community where you can ask questions if you're unsure of anything, then be sure to join. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to hang out with our lovely return guest, Roger Savage from the UK. Welcome back to the show, Roger. And thank you very much for inviting me again. It's it lovely to have you on. Last time, then. <laughs> well, I said to you last time, I think you should be like a you should be a voice artist because you have such a beautiful voice to listen to. I would absolutely buy an audio book that you read. You have a beautiful voice. <laughs> And I suggested you find me a contract for some voiceovers <laughs> or audiobooks to do. <laughs> but I get plenty of opportunity in a way with the human chemistry work because I helped on and I introduced the webinars. And as it were, you could say, do the continuity. It helps him through if he's searching for the English word or mm. thinking now, which direction are we going in next? I can act as the prompter. And... <laughs> Actually, on his website, we've now got some and will soon have more interviews with people saying how they came to human chemistry and what it has done for their practice and even their own health. And the stories have been very interesting well, and that, encouraging. That can actually be turned into a documentary because I could just about I could follow a documentary just telling you about the stories that human chemistry has had in my practice and in my personal life. But let's kind of give people a little bit of an overview of what today is about. So in, you have to go back to Roger's previous episode to find out how he was first introduced to homeopathy. And many of you will already know his name. He works along with Ton Janssen, who is the originator of what was called homeopathic detox therapy, but now That's is right. termed human chemistry. Um, That's right. So why the name change for I still call it homeopathic detox therapy, but why the name change? Because we are not only doing detoxing and that okay. word has become so overworked. Mm. It's misleading because what Ton is really about is bringing balance to people. Now, mm. if that means working to neutralize the ill effects of the history of vaccination, medication, contraception, poisonings, if it's relevant. Well, yes, poisonings from unpleasant chemicals that are around us mm. and other issues that may arise, then that part of the process could be called detoxing. But you asked me, usually, what are the developments in his work mm. and as he explains in the little film at the top of his new website which is in dutch his own language but with english subtitles that the biggest change in the work he can do and the results he can get 
is using hormones and neurotransmitters as remedies. There's an advertisement for some product which says it reaches the parts other things can't reach. And you could say that with using the potentized neurotransmitters and hormones, he can reach parts of us that were very difficult previously. Mm. So also the motivation of his work was that when he began, he had the experience that many of us did, that he might be able to see the indicated remedy and it might work sometimes really well, but the person would relapse. And when there's been a relapse, if you're very lucky, it'll be easy to bring them back to that balance. If you're unlucky, it will be much harder the next time. And he then started looking around. Why is this happening? Why are the apparently indicated remedies not working? Why are people relapsing? Or why can I not see a clear image of a remedy? And he said he then reread the organon and looked carefully at the paragraph about obstacles to cure. Now, you know, one of the examples Hahnemann gives is that if we are living in a dark, damp basement, we are not going to get well. So I once had the experience of sleeping briefly in a room that was damp. And after a few days, I was getting quite wheezy. Well, I was just at the beginning of knowing about homeopathy and took some natrum sulf. But then I found where the storage heater was, put it on, the room dried out and there was no more problem. I would not have got well if I'd continued sleeping in a cold, damp room. But it's not always so easy to remove those obstacles to cure. Now, there are some patients in some countries who, when we ask them to fill in a medical history, may be reporting what makes, for some of us, our eyes open wide and our hair stand on end, may be over the course of 30 or so years, 10 or 12 courses of steroids, mm. 20 or 30 courses of antibiotics, numerous vaccinations, inoculations, immunizations for an amazing variety of things. And if they are women, maybe quite a few varieties of contraception mm. of a chemical kind. And then the interesting question to ask is, when did you first start feeling unwell? And it can be quite hard for them to answer that question. And if we are aiming to give just one remedy in one or two doses only, when we see a case history like that, it is incredibly difficult usually to see that clear image for that remedy. Now, I don't say impossible. It is just difficult. Mm. But if we work in the way Ton has developed, we can look and see now out of that history, what of these intrusions has had the biggest effect? What has worked most deeply into the system negatively? Okay, we will start to try to reduce their hold. And if we make the right choice, then they come back feeling somewhat better. Mm. And as we continue doing that, 
their vitality improves, their energy improves, and we start to be able to see clearly the image of the remedy they really need. Mm. And then it will work. Now, has that been your experience? Oh, I mean, I am the hugest, hugest advocate for human chemistry. I think it was about four years ago that I started using it because it was before this clinic and I've been here three years, it, heading into my fourth year. And I have got gazillions of incredible feedback from clients. Actually, just this morning, I got another one. I mean, I get daily feedback from clients who've done the detoxes that, you know, it's been life-changing for them. And I would say the contraceptive detox is one of the ones that I get the hugest amount of feedback on of women who, you know, so when I get a woman these days, they come to see me for dysmenorrhea or period issues of any kind. The first thing I'll do is give them a contraceptive detox and often they will come back and I would have to do nothing else. Their periods are fixed. So exactly. sometimes it's as exactly. simple as that. Not always, but that's kind of like my first port of call because it's such a no-brainer. I give them that and suddenly their periods are fine. Suddenly their libido is back. Suddenly they have got no ovulation pains. Their periods reduced to not being quite as heavy. It's not as clotty. Often their first period once they're on the detox, can be quite messy. I found that often yeah. that first period will be quite yeah. early and yeah. it will be quite a lot of brown spotting beforehand. There'll be quite a lot of clots. And then that yeah. second period is amazing. And after that, never have an issue with a period again. So you bet don't ask me any questions because I'm going to talk this whole hour about how much I love, <laughs> I love this. And but, it's revolutionized my practice. That's the other thing is I have yes. been so busy since yes. I've been using this. Yes. Well, that is something that Tom said in his interview, in his own language. He says, not only does working this way with the patients that need it help them enormously, but it also helps the practitioners to thrive because the practice gets busier and they can manage to stay in the work. Now, quite a few years ago, when I too was thinking, now, how can I understand better what is going on with these tricky cases? I was introduced to bioresonance, which I think you know about, because mm. you mentioned that somebody yes. uh, an hour or two ago was talking about yes. it. Yes. So, so DuPont first I was introduced to a system and thought, hmm, this looks good. And what that system showed was that many, many people with their tricky cases had a problem with systemic fungus, mm. not necessarily what the medics would call systemic candidiasis, which is, in fact, a fatal condition, but just a fungus OUS state. And by addressing that, either with a remedy or with bioresonance treatments, things would look up enormously. And then I later came to another bioresonance system but i found always with that approach there was a problem with what we could call signal to noise ratio it was quite difficult from the feedback via the computer checking what were significant issues and what were just like fluff in the wind and sometimes i found that i got a good answer on one occasion, a wonderful answer when I was stuck with a repeating flu. And finally, I thought, all right, if all else fails, run the bioresonance program. And at the very deepest level, it said stick to pulmonaria. 
and it sorted out me and my wife. We'd been having these relapses every week and it just stopped. And then I told an Australian homeopath about that and said, oh, yes, I prescribed that, but I worked it out by case taking and repertory. Ah, yes, <laughs> I see. And, you know, usually what my experience has been is that with the tools Ton has shown us and continually trains us in using better and better, I don't actually open the bioresonance system because oh, interesting. we can see the kinds of things that are a problem mm. from asking their timeline. And something else I realized I should mention, he has encouraged us so much to ask for test results. Mm. Now, in my early years, it didn't occur to me and I hadn't gained any experience of reading them. But a patient said, I think my problem is blood sugar mm. or something. And I said, well, send me the blood test. Let's have a look. The, the sugar was quite normal, but the cholesterol was out of balance. Now, Ton says we must not talk about good and bad cholesterol. We need both. The issue is the ratio mm. of the high to the low density. And if that ratio is wrong, then there are problems. Mm. So in that person's case, I changed her from a hormonal remedy. Uh, oh, that's right. It wasn't sugar. She thought her estrogen might have been out. So I then from that test changed it from estradiol to cholesterinum. So we don't always know where our imbalance lies and mm. tests can can give us a useful clue. Now, I know Hahnemann said it is not our business to inquire into the interiors of humankind. Well, OK, but it can be useful if to some extent we do, because we can target our treatment more exactly. Mm. It's not treating named diseases. It's reaching points of imbalance. Mm. And when we've done all that, and when Ton has done all that, when the people are clear, if they come back with some problem or other, they will probably not need human chemistry approach. There will be an image, clearly, of probably a single remedy. Mm. And he's written a plant materia medica, and he's produced new insights into so many unfamiliar plant remedies showing cases where that was the main treatment so it's not all complex formulae mm. and another thing i would like to say to everyone is that it's not the impression that human chemistry is using set protocols almost mechanically is not right yes we have certain formulations we may use in certain situations, like you said, the polycontraceptive, mm. which means multiple versions of contraceptive because often patients have had many different types. Mm. And so if we use a poly, it is the gentlest way of lifting their after effects out of the system. Although there are some set formulae like polycontraceptive, mm. as Ton says, we individualize every case. Mm. 
And there was one last year in a webinar where he showed the case. He did S and then this and then this. And I said at the end deliberately, well, Tom, you made that look pretty easy, was it? He said, no, it was not. I had to think carefully at each stage. Now, what will be the next step that will work the best? So if we have become experienced, it looks easy, but the experience didn't come easily. Mm. So do we start with the steroids? Do we start with the contraceptive? Mm. So uh, people think, he says, that you must always start with clearing the steroids. Mm. Yes, if they have had plenty of them. Mm. And if we can see an agitation in the system yeah. showing that those are still having their effect. But if somebody had two doses or applications of a steroid 20 years ago, mm. well, things happen. Exactly. I've heard of just one case where one smear of hydrocortisone cream on the hand suddenly remembered removing that effect the case moved forward that was previously stuck, but that is exceptional. Mm. Usually we find that if we clear somebody's biggest problems, mm. then the body will shoot a few more problems out at the same time. It, its energy will increase mm. and many things will be dealt with. And as he says, if there is then no detectable problem left from the steroid, the antibiotic or whatever, leave it. I love the American saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, Roger, how many books does he have out now? I, I've got three of his books, but I think there's a fourth one now, or is it a fifth one? Or yeah. Well, now then, the first book was Fighting Fire with Fire. Yes. And I was very surprised at that initial title, but I see why. He means mm. let's identify the issues and meet them head on. Mm. Then... Realizing that plant remedies were not so familiar, he wrote this book and we discussed for ages the title, Finding Your Way Through the Forest of Symptoms. Mm. So we like the, the double meaning of forest, that we can have a person tell us so many symptoms mm. that it's hard to find the way through. Yeah. And also, it's a book about trees and plants of all kinds. Mm. Then he wrote human chemistry which is now in its new edition going to be called fighting fire with fire part two oh. subtitle human chemistry part okay. one <laughs> and we're working at the moment on human chemistry part two which is more on neurotransmitters more on hormones mm. more on uh, newly uncovered uh, remedies has he uh, got a date for that coming out this, when well he would love it if it comes out this year. Mm. It's not an easy, quick thing writing a book no, because okay. you can't leave loose expression and errors in because they're there fixed online yeah. or in print and people will then get the wrong impression, wrong information. So we have to check it carefully and make sure it's expressed well. Mm. Um, he's giving up putting a real push on it but as you know everyone life is life and we don't have a clear unobstructed run in a task mm. he is 
seeing patients every week. He is doing many things every week. And Eugenie, something he's very keen on is that we should live balanced, healthy lives, not just have a remedy that makes us well in some aspect. Mm. So his film shows what in English we would call his small holding, his estate. It's more than a garden. And their plan is to photograph it each month or do a little film and show how it develops through the seasons. Oh. So he likes to eat freshly picked food. Mm. And that is part of the health picture. That's beautiful. And so talk to us a little bit about the courses. So you are his coordinator for his courses for yeah. homeopaths who have not heard of this before who want to start somewhere where do they need to start and how do they get hold of you well they need to contact me with my email address that you'll no doubt add the show to notes. this broadcast yeah. at the end and if they really are unfamiliar they can take the foundation course which is now pre-recorded and if that causes questions i will help them deal with it and if there was a big number of these starters. Ton used to call them beginners, but I said, no, they're not beginners. Many of these people are experienced homeopaths, mm. just looking at another way of working. So mm. foundationers. And as soon as they're familiar with the basics of this way of working, then they join our main webinars. At the moment, divided into intermediate and advanced, but even the intermediate are pretty advanced to me. So I think after this year, we may make it just one continuing group. See, when we began, he had to explain to us slowly and clearly what he meant by a treatment course. Mm. Nowadays, I find people come in and don't need it, hardly any explanation at all. Yeah. But I'll give the explanation here. He used to write on the board, let us give them adrenaline four by four. And I said, four by four what? And that is four potencies, four doses of each over typically eight weeks. Mm. So then I made a change and said, let's call it four by four by eight. Mm. Okay, and people have picked this up now. So he likes to give, first of all, I should say he uses ascending potency typically 30 200 m 10 m but it might be 12 30 200 m and very occasionally 6 30 um 200 200 m or even 6 12 30 200 it will depend what the substance is mm. and what picture a patient is presenting mm. And he uses the ascending potency because he heard of an experiment, not the sort I like and would never want to have any part of, that there were, I think it was mice, had some toxin in the system. And when they reached the 10M potency of the toxin, there was no problem left in their body. Mm. Now, I am absolutely against animal testing, but if somebody did it, they bear the responsibility, but it has given useful information, it must be admitted. Mm. And very, very occasionally he has found, or we have, that we need to take that up to a 50M mm. 
but usually 10m is enough mm. i've and only before... once i've only once had gone up to 50m and it was actually a client of mine who works with a holistic gp who does bioresonance as well and they picked up that even though we had completed the four by four of the mmr vaccine after the 10m that there was still resonance there and so we ordered the 50m in from uh, a homeopathic pharmacy and gave that and then after that it showed up on the bioresonance machine that it was had been cleared what a remarkable gp Mm, only once yeah she's pretty amazing pretty amazing that is one remarkable person i do have one interview on his website with an american gp who works with one of the homeopaths she she is indian so i think she has that that um you know uh, more open-minded anyway absolutely Mm. well fantastic that there was a good use of that testing method yeah and the patient (laughs) saw the benefit yeah great so four potencies means he would typically give one of these doses just twice a week. Mm. So a typical prescription would look like this. Polysteroids, Monday and Thursday. Mm. And then if we've done a vigorous treatment, we like the one in between to be gentle. So polybowel plus Tuesday, Friday. And then perhaps polyantibiotics Wednesday, Saturday. And then... On the Sunday, a remedy that suits the nature of the patient as a whole. Mm. And he likes to start the treatment with a miasmatic remedy, which means we have to be sure which miasm they're in. He said it begins the healing process. Mm. So by doing it twice a week, the body just has a chance to process each dose Mm. and then Usually then, that means there'll be two weeks on a 30, two on a 200, two on an M, two on a 10 M. But this can be varied. If it's more acute, it may be done in days. If it's a deep long-term case with a lot of remedy courses needed, one will do it once a week, and the course will take 16 weeks or even occasionally 32 weeks. Mm. So there is individualized flexibility built in. I've read comments since people vary so much in their sensitivity. How can it be right to do standardized treatments? Mm. The answer is they are not standardized in that Mm. sense. Every person is taken careful note of, but we have certain ways that experience has shown are likely to be able to relieve their load. Well, I have a question for you, Roger. What do we do Good. with clients who cannot come off their medication? So say, for example, it is a young woman who is not in a steady relationship or whatever, and she wants to, or her husband said he doesn't want to get the snip. She is going to stay on hormonal contraception. Yeah. So what do you do in a case like that? You wouldn't just do like the eight-week detox and then not give it again. What would you do for that? I will tell you very honestly, Ton Janssen would refuse to take the case. Oh, really? That's, if they, that, if they that, stay that, on the medication? That is his, that is his, what Burnett called stop spot. Yeah. Others of us say, okay, understood. And what we can do is give, say, a 12C potency of that contraceptive to mm. be taken each after each dose of the material mm. substance. What I've done is we've got a client that has to stay on her steroids quite long term 
Yeah. So what we are doing is we're just, I've done it a few different ways. One of the ways I did it is to tell her that every time for the first month, every day she takes her steroid to take the 30 C of the steroid alongside. That's right. And I always tell my clients store the remedy literally where you take your, where you store your medicine and take it at the same time, because I'm trying to keep it as simple for them as possible. If I tell them wait half an hour after you've taken the drug or take it opposite ends of the day, they're just not going to do it. So I tell them store your remedy next to the drug and just take them at the same time. And then after that, I'll the month after that, I'll say go up to the 200 C and maybe take it every second day when you take the drug. And then I'll go up to, you know, so so I'm kind of just slowly doing that like that. And then after that, just take a 10 M once a month, like ongoing, as long as you have to stay on the medication. So just kind of like try to stagger it a little bit because they can't come off it or clients that have been on long-term antibiotics or any sort of long-term drug that they've had to be on antidepressants actually I've had clients that were not ready to come off their antidepressants and I just want to make it really clear to the listeners we would never tell a client to get off it anyway they always do that in conjunction with their GP but clients who were not ready to come off that and so I would do that same thing you know say take the antidepressant detox every time you take your drug and then we kind of just stagger it from there. And I found that quite useful. And a client of mine who previously had tried to come off her antidepressants several times, but had too many brain zaps. So she had to stay on it and was able to come off it really smoothly and beautifully with this detox. You've given me a really nice idea of an alternative way of using the slowly rising potency. Thank you, usually. Oh, yes, good I'm glad. But what you're doing then is an example to us. It's just a variant of mm. the same approach. And yes, everyone, we do not suddenly take people off their drugs. And in the case of SSRIs, as Ton says, this weaning must take at least 32 weeks, which is about eight months, isn't it? Mm. It is a slow, gradual process because the body has to learn to create those substances within itself. Mm. Same thing with steroids. We don't say, right, you can stop that poisonous stuff. But as you say, um, slowly, gradually, by using either the steady 12 or the steady 30 or or the rising potency, but yours is a nice way of doing it. What will happen is that will encourage the body to create its own cortisone again. Mm. And the patient themselves will say, I don't feel I need this so much. I can cut it down. Ask GP and GP says, well, yeah, all right. If you're feeling good, do it. And then slowly, gradually, as you say, the antidepressant, the steroid can be gradually phased out. Mm. And that that's the safe way. And the remedy will do more than that. It will boost their well-being. Mm. So it will minimize the unwanted effects of the drugs, increase the desired effects, Mm. but also make them less dependent. I know you're the guest here, but can I share another story with you? Please. (laughs) Like I said, it's been about four years that I've been doing the human chemistry. Unfortunately, in Australia, due to the no jab, no play, the children can't go to daycare here if they have not had their Vs. Yes. And unfortunately, that has meant that we have done, I mean, thank goodness that we have 
the human chemistry method to use because in all the four years and out of the hundreds of children that I've supported through this and adults who then once it, things were mandated here with our recent pandemic, it felt like it was all I was doing is just dishing out support for people so that they would mm. not have reactions. And in all of this time, I can say hand on heart, I've never had a client who's had a reaction when they have done this protocol with me, except <laughs> recently, a lady who did not want to go, who's a health practitioner herself, but she's got twins. And she said, oh, they're a year old now, so I have to take them in for their shots. And I was like, well, which ones are they getting? And she said, oh, they're getting the Infanrix, Hexa and Prevenar. And so I was like, okay, great. So I gave her those remedies to support the children. And she called me up a couple of weeks later. Both children had the most severe reaction. They're both in hospital. They blew up like balloons. Their kidneys just about failed. And I said to her, I don't understand this. I have never, ever had this happen when I've supported a child homeopathically. And I was like, which vaccines did they give him? And then she said, oh, they said that because they're a year old, they have to get the MMR as well. And I was like, well, I didn't give you the MMR detox because you did not tell me that that's what they were going to get. So out of hundreds of people that I've treated, it was the only reaction it was because they did not have the correct support remedy for that. Yeah. So, And crazily as it is in Australia, these children have then gone back to get more vaccines, but this time in the emergency department in case they have anaphylaxis again. And this is yes. how crazy and our world is. Yes, absolutely. And when you then gave them, added in the MMR in potency, did they quickly get over there? Yeah, they did. And they've had their second lot and the second lot was fine. Yes. Well, thank goodness the mother was a practitioner and then could understand what you were saying and acted on it quickly. Mm. I'm just so grateful that we have these tools because a lot of these people, they, right. their hands are behind their backs. There's nothing they can do. They have to go through these processes, but we can make it um, right. easier for their bodies to process these toxins. Yes, that's it. So it is nice that we do have these ways of helping people quietly, mm. Mm. unobtrusively, yeah. and there is almost always no reaction. You mentioned bad reaction now it is not ton's experience to have what people call aggravations on the detox treatments the balance i've heard treatment. him say that <laughs> i think he's in other denial practitioners, <laughs> other practitioners can do and he says if you do then you give a water solution of the last dose that was taken the one that caused the problem and i have had so many reports that this works so oh, how about water doses? There are two different things. There's mm -hmm. the water solution without stirring mm -hmm. if there's been too much reaction. And then if you're needing to treat gently but want to increase the action, then do plussing in water. So it's two different ways of using a water dose. And people find that if there was too much of a reaction on the polysteroid or polyvax or something mm. just do it in water and that scales right down so you just pop two pills into a glass you don't stir it and then you just take one teaspoon that's right that. yeah okay Even maybe that's why I just done. crush it if if they're hard pills okay. uh, that's right and it's not even James Bond. It's not even shaken, not stirred. It's left just dissolved. Okay. You can do James Bond for the plussing. <laughs> then you can shake and stir. Because that wakes it up. 
uh, activates the molecules. We are just wanting to do a soothing effect if there's been too much reaction. So with those children with that MMR, I think I would have given that in water solution. Mm, interesting. No, Dev, I once did the water solution, but I set to stir and it made things worse. <laughs> I think yeah, exactly. that's where I went wrong. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So that's why I've labored that in a rather pedestrian way, because mm. there is a difference. You've okay. just got to look at it subtly. There was an advertisement for some drink or other, fizzy drink. And they said, this is the one that when you stir it, all the molecules wake up. And that's the image I use. When we stir it, we're waking the energy within that dissolved substance. And I would like to say there may be people listening to this who hear it said that homeopathy is all imaginary or placebo because there is nothing in the remedies. And I want to say to everyone, we haven't yet got laboratory equipment sensitive and perceptive enough to see what is there what we have is what i think it was james crooks in the late 18th century called the radiant state of matter it is beyond the gaseous it is there but we can't see it now i can't see electricity i don't think you can usually but we don't put our finger on the positive and the earth pole in the plug because we are assured that there will be a nasty reaction. Mm. It's there, but we can't see it. Mm. So the remedies will not be detected by even an electron microscope at the moment. Mm. But I have seen a picture of what happens when we begin the trituration of a substance like lycopodium, the club moss. Mm. It shows at the 2x and 3x and so on that the molecules are opening up like a flower coming into bloom. And that is how an inert substance becomes an active remedy. But when we take it beyond the 12 potency, we've gone beyond the visible range. Now there's radiation that we can't see, but we experience the effects. So homeopathic remedies are as yet undetectable by our equipment. But are there ton calls it a vacuum at that level it will draw out problems mm. and as the particles are below nano level mm. they can penetrate our cells and that is why our remedies can enter the system without causing aggravations whereas medicines are big molecules and they just bump into us well but earlier today I interviewed Julianne McNamara, who is a physicist and biomedical researcher who explained some pretty interesting stuff about homeopathy and how it affects mm. the mitochondria of the cell. Holy moly. So you'll have to listen to that episode. Right. Roger, it was so lovely to chat with you. Is there any final message that you want to leave our listeners with before we finish off? If any of your listeners are interested patients, we now have a Facebook group called Human Chemistry Homeopathy that you would be welcome to join. That is not a group where we prescribe, nor do we advise remedies, but people can discuss their experiences or ask questions, which we answer in a general way. That group is also of interest to practitioners, because as one said to me, it's been really nice and helpful to see our work from the patient's perspective. Mm. 
And it was a patient who urged me to open that group. And within a week, it already had 120 members. I haven't looked to see how many we've got. So any of you who would like are most welcome. And for any homeopath who would like to take our training, please do contact me. In a week's time, we have the first of our main webinars of the year, and that will be on trauma and dependency. And then two weeks later on understanding blood tests. Incredible. Well, I'll put the email in the show notes, but for anyone listening, Ton Janssen seminars at rogersavage.uk. So it was lovely to chat with you again, Roger. I'll work on getting that audio for you so you can read some books. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you very much. And really nice to have an opportunity to meet up again. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thank you.